passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for the Bubba Army Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the nearly 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba. Have you smelled Manscaped's refined body wash, fellas? The ladies love their signature scent. You and your boys will be so fresh and so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash. Keep the grooming game going with the Performance Package 4.0, and inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker and nose trimmer, crop preserver and ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all the goodies. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up the top of your nose and ears. Nothing's worse than that nose hair. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Keep your balls trimmed, fresh, and clean with Manscaped. Check one. Oh, this is why Bubba is deaf. Jesus Christ. Are they turned up really oh, loud? Oh, God. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Like halfway up. Mine is like barely a quarter. Hello? Hello. Hello, spouse. Hi. There it is. We're live. We are. We is. Beautiful. Let me just get our. I like to see our face. I like to see our faces. Helps me concentrate. Excuse me. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for showing up. Okay, beautiful. Hello, and welcome to the the after show. It's not off the rails. It's it's well. it, It. I feel like it could be, but it's not. It's on a. Blitz and Lummy today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bubba's on his way to Ocala because he's got uh, racing shit. He's got to get on the greater. And um, he says just, he's gonna make a podcast, a, a greater, a greater cast. Yes, a greater cast. Talking about, uh, I know his exes did really well, so he might be talking about something along those lines. I believe it's <clears> when he met Heather. When he met Heather. At, Beautiful. Uh, what was it? Uh, livestock. Um, I, I think it was it was some sort of event. I remember yeah, it was. A, a bus was involved. Uh, that's all I really know and remember. Um, I do want to give a a shout out to Precision John. We're gonna be in uh, Blummel will be in the area, and I really want to thank you because yesterday I talked a little bit about the a uh, bridal shower wedding gift caper ordered a. A cutting board with engraved names and, um, you know, UPS tells you that they're going to attempt three times. That's a lie. I don't even think they made one attempt, but they sent it back to wherever it came from and I was uh, shit out of luck. And Precision John and and Blitz really helped put it together for me to do something special yeah. for my friends. So. And a few people offered. I know Rainbow Rick offered and stuff, but yeah. we're going to be in that area anyway. And yeah, John so, stepped up, and we appreciate yeah. that. So thank you to everyone that offered, Rainbow Rick and, mm-hmm. and who else, um, everybody else, and, and Precision John. Very much appreciate yes. it. And doing it last minute. And again, it wasn't my fault. I, was, I, was, I planned it out. It was all good to go mm-hmm. until it wasn't good to go. So yesterday, uh, went and picked something up, and uh, they're helping me get that done. <clears throat> so much appreciated. Uh, this weekend is exciting because I have my friend's bridal shower, and then uh, it is is my is baby's first Easter. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to be celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus M. Christ. No, I don't. I don't think he had Woo-hoo, a middle name. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, with Blitz, because Blitz is a very God-fearing man. Absolutely. Wow, I've I'm to, very surprised on that. Yeah, yeah I've so, been to church three 
times, including weddings? Yeah, and he's like always talking about Jesus. He's like, Jesus fucking Christ. He's talking about him all the time. So I'm like, okay, yeah. all right. I'm like, I, JFC, I hear, JFC. I hear about this guy all the time. Like, yep. let's do something. So uh, we are actually celebrating, uh, the, the. I believe it's the resurrection, right? Lummy, you're the you're yeah. the biblical <clears throat> scholar it, here. Yeah, so oh, he... I thought they said the insurrection. No, that's oh, on January 6th. damn it. Easter's in spring. I got my dates mixed up. Silly boy. You can learn how uh, Jesus rose from the dead after being three days in there. So he's rotting for f- three days, and then all of a sudden his body was gone. Is that the story? Uh, that's not the story. The oh. story was that uh, there was two Roman guards that were uh, blocking. I the, love the, the Romans, man. Yeah, who? Which one? Romans? Yeah, which Romans? Was it Marcus Aurelius? No, it was Commodus. Commodus. Sure. Sorry, we've been watching the Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, back to you, Lummy. Back to you. Yes. There's two Ro- there's two Roman guards standing standing put, and uh, I guess uh, there's a big angel of light that came down and angel blinded. Angel of light. There was the angel was so bright that the guards uh, couldn't see, and uh, the, and the angel rolled away. So when the Romans came back, the 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 roll, whatever the the big boulder was the, gone. Yeah, the boulder was no, it was moved over, moved over and okay. Jesus was gone. Jesus was gone. Yeah, never to be found again. Well, <clears throat> technically, like Mary Magdalene, sorry, <clears throat> and his disciples. Who the fuck is that? <clears throat> sorry, Mary you just Magdalene. Just be talking about these people like I know who they are. Mary Magdalene yeah. was, uh, I believe, the prostitute that pros- uh, she was. Jesus with- fucked a prostitute. No, he was friendly. Well, there's 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 rumors that he might have had sexual relations with Mary Magdalene. But who hasn't? Well, yeah, obviously at that point. And her name was Mary too. Yeah, and then he That's ran weird. into a couple of the other women that were in his his life along the way. And then before he went up into back to heaven, he visited his disciples who were in hiding, uh, and uh, and that's where the Holy Spirit came about. And then they started it's, speaking in tongues. And I all thought that it was a day you just like eat food and hang out with friends and family. Well, I What's mean, all this? So speaking <laughs> religious in tongues, nonsense. Yeah, uh, Holy Spirit, the Trinity. This is this is what would you say Easter is the second most important holiday on the Christian calendar behind Christmas? Uh, or is it even or is it even more holy? I don't, I don't know. Well, no, because you got the obviously Christmas is supposed to symbolize the birth of Christ. You know, um, wasn't he born during like a harvest? I think it was in October. Uh, Again, but the is, dates it's, all wrong. It's when they celebrate. Sure. Okay, so fair enough. I mean, then this is where he rose uh, after he died on the cross, saving all our sins. Oh, okay. So I mean, you can kind of go back and forth. Okay, uh, what do you do on Easter? Do you do you go to church at all? I feel like you don't, but you you know a lot because you went to Christian or Catholic. You went to Christian school growing up. I yeah, think. Christian school, and I went yeah. to church a long Jesuit. time. Jesuit? Did you go to a Jesuit? No, well, that's a Catholic school. That's Catholic, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, I get them all confused. Um, so what do you typically do on Easter, Lummy? How do you how do you celebrate? Do you have to go house to house? You know, between every fucking sporting event, you're going to six different Easter's. I feel like you know you guys are very um. Uh, kind of family oriented, which is good, but not that you ne- necessarily like like your family, but you always have to kind of pay lip service and like show up for twenty minutes, have a snack, and leave, and go to the next one. Yeah, well, this year's different. Normally, that's what we would do. Yeah. Uh, so now we are having everyone come over to our house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, so they're all going to make the trek up to there. And nice. then we're going to have like a dinner or not dinner, but like a late lunch or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, Ashley doing the prime, the most of the cooking and stuff or? Yeah, I'm going to help out a little bit. The problem is, is that everybody eats something different. In right. This we family. got gluten mm-hmm. intolerances yep. and no and dairy free yep. and vegetarians yep. and fucking vegans. Yep. And no, her, keto. Are, are her parents coming over to help cook or anything? Uh, they're going to bring sides along with my my parents are going to okay. bring sides because my mom has to eat certain oh, things. Sweet. My so dad really... and I can eat the same thing. So like bring your own shit is what it should be. The stuff, you know, sides. And then, <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it's 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 going to be, I mean, there's going to be a lot of food. You want to eat it, bring it. So, exactly. So it's going to be, uh, okay. And you're uh, obviously, parent, your parents know each other. Like your parents know her parents. They've met before. They've and... met, yeah. Okay, and do they get along reasonably well? Or? Yeah, yeah, they don't. They they, they like each other. Okay. No, I've never met your parents, but I've met her parents a, a couple times. Yeah, and they're cool. Yeah, no, yeah. no, her parents are really. And cool. And they cooked that that deal at Tampa Palms, like that food that was there. Other than like the, 
you know, catered stuff. Like the the rest of it, like they cooked a lot of that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're old school Italian. They like to cook. Yeah. Um my brother's coming with his girlfriend, so that should be fun. Okay. So I've heard good things about her oh, actually. Really? Yes, I have. Yeah, about his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Not so, about him, but about the girlfriend of her good no, things. He, he's going to be at your house? Yeah, he's nice. coming over, too. Oh, so it's going to be one big family. One big happy family. So how on a, on a scale of one to ten, how much are you dreading this? Because um, <laughs> I can fucking tell you are paranoid as fuck. I mean, I don't you got really... in-laws, you got parents, you got brothers that you're not fans of, you got girlfriends, you got a baby, you got a wife, you got foods, everybody's eating different shit. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. The problem is that communication <laughs> level on from certain people that possibly... Uh, maybe related to me, the communication on what they were planning on doing if they were coming over was possibly delayed to the fact now that we're scrambling to get everything put together. What is that? Yeah, what does that mean, what does actually? That mean? In the, English. The tables are in English, late. what does that mean? <laughs> the that chairs means, are being delivered not on time? I stepped my foot down and I said, I'm not leaving the house. You guys can come here. So they decided to come but begrudgingly, like it's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to Lummi's it's, or Warren's where it's like begrudgingly like, oh, this fucker isn't going to come to us. So we got to go to him. Yeah, pretty much. Let's okay. say it that way. But then it's also now they gave me a couple days and now it's go get food and just now make you sure have to, everything. You have to clean the house. So you got to clean the house, mow the lawn. Yes. This yeah. wasn't the plan then. This was the plan like from probably two weeks ago. Oh, oh okay. so you've had two weeks then. Well, they didn't give me an answer if they were coming. So then we were just gonna, you know, hang out at the house and have her parents over. But yeah. Now, okay, now but you still coming. okay. I got. It. But you're still having. There's still gonna be like an Easter deal at your house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now that, there's but, more guests. Yeah. Now there's four more people oh. coming, which and they all eat different things too, which yep. just makes it that much more difficult. Now, is your brother a picky eater? Um. He. Yeah. He's somewhat a vegan. He's so. somewhat, somewhat a vegan. A vegan. <laughs> well, because now that he has his new girlfriend, he is a little bit more open to eating outside the vegan. But he still likes to eat healthy. It's, okay, so, that's what I'm so saying. It's so confusing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of that's usually opposite. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And she will eat anything, which is fine because that's me and my dad. So we Does she look like she eats anything? No, she's be honest. No, no, no. She's she's really cool. Like she's just a normal. <laughs> She'd be cool, but she yeah, could good. also be 400 pounds. No, no, she's not. No, she's not close. <laughs> oh, okay. No, he said she would eat anything, not she would eat everything. Yeah, like well, she she know. doesn't mind eating like a steak or ham. I or, see. I see. Okay. Yeah, okay. What's what's that like? Let me. <laughs> I was gonna say because yeah. you don't know either. True, that's right. We have, I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, my spaghetti that we made yesterday had uh, meatballs in it, and hers didn't. So it's like you got to have it two separate. You got to uh, have it dishes. all. Mm-hmm. You got to have it all. So the I feel like this is gonna be a heat getter, which is why I kind of want to talk about it. Because, <laughs> but I, I mean, whatever. They're gonna find out about it anyways. What kind of heat? Um. I'm not saying that there is heat. I'm just, I fear that there may be heat when certain people find out about this. They they may be a little uh, perturbed because we've, we've had threats before about, you know, uh, possibly stealing his friends or or something. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were going. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, We've been invited to celebrate the, the rising, is that what you say? The resurrection? Resurrection Resurrection of Jesus uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior um, at the... The household of Krista and Steve Diaco. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and I imagine that Dan and his family and Jay and his family may also be in attendance. So we may be celebrating uh, Easter with the Diacos, yeah. all of them. I don't know how many people are going to be there, but it's going to be a big Easter soiree. Oh, and yeah. uh, we'll be in attendance. And Chris has been planning this for at least a month. So there's a lot of planning that goes into this because there's probably going to be a lot of people. It's probably going to be a party. It's going to so, be at Steve's house? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I was What hesitant. does that mean, Lummy? Oh, no, because you know how Dan did it, you know, at his, what, Thanksgiving? Yeah. So I didn't, know, I, I, yeah, I didn't know if they rotated or not. It sounds like they do, but I didn't know who else was invited or not invited, but Krista reached out to us. She casually mentioned it when we went to go see the air show at the Diaco dock. Mm-hmm. And then she followed up, I think last week or the week before that, you know, asking us, did you guys really want to come over? If you don't, no problem. Or if you have other plans, no problem. But if you are available, we'd love to have you. So Blitz and I were like, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Let's celebrate Easter with the Diacos. It sounds like a good time in a beautiful home with lovely food and people. So we're going to do it. I didn't ask if anybody else was invited to said, you know, Easter soiree. Yeah, we don't even know if Dan's invited. Right. And he lives next door. So we'll see. Although we were told to park at Dan's 
yeah. and dance uh, uh, driveway. Right, and and walk over. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can make it. Might need to call an Uber. Mm-hmm. Steve doesn't even walk over. He drives, and Dan takes the electric skateboard over there. Well, it's like, they, come on. They have the uh, golf cart you could take. I, I know with the but flames. Like, and you've been there. It literally, like yes. literally, it, like it is across the street. It's across the street, yeah. and by and it's not like. You know, a half a mile down the driveway nope. and then a half like nope. Steve's house is 15 feet off the road and then there's 25 feet of road and then Dan's is maybe 100 feet past that. So it's not like I mean, like literally walking at a slow pace, you could get there in 45 seconds. Maybe yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's they pretty literally close. drive back and forth. And like mm-hmm. last time we were over there, Dan's like, I'll be right back. I got to go to Steve's. And he took the electric skateboard. <laughs> like, really, like, he wanted so when we were filming the remember the Diaco when I was from filming Nina, no no when Nina's... he was gonna race you we're doing the Rocky oh, thing yeah, yeah. yeah so we went over we had to use uh, Steve's gym at the mm-hmm. time because oh, the okay, for training yeah so the go kart or golf cart wasn't working and he's like well I can't drive the like he was kind of upset he couldn't take the electric skateboard because yeah. I was still there and he had to walk. Over God there, and it was almost me, like it was weird. And let me for real, how long did it take to walk, even from the back carriage house, like which is the farthest part of Dan's property? Um, maybe a minute with traffic. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> if there's traffic on that road, right. a minute. Which, that, which makes it. That's the funny part. <clears throat> like, go ahead. No, like literally, it's a minute. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's very very close. <laughs> Obviously, you could look out the window and you guys can wave at each other and you could see yeah, you know you who's like, there. You're like, hey, can I borrow some eggs? Yeah, let me throw them over to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's very close. Dan has got probably the best body for someone who's done zero uh, working out ever. It's impressive how good it is for how little he does. He told me, he did tell me like a week or two ago. He's like, oh, he's like, man, I really worked out the other day. I was like, you did? He's like, yeah, I spent like, I think he said like 40 minutes at the gym. He's like, oh, he's like, but I'm good for like six, seven, eight weeks. Jeez. Yeah. I think he said he worked out, uh, was it four times in 2021? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, that's he impressive. He works like four or five times a year. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Just quarterly, once every three months. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's impressive. So I don't know. I'd, I'm I'm almost certain Bubba doesn't know about us. Well, he usually spends time at either his sister's, you know, yeah, or Jane comes the, over. Or... That's not the point. The point is you want the invitation. That's the that's what everybody is after. Not necessarily if you go or not. It's about it getting the invitation. If Bubba can't go because he has his own stuff with his family, that's fine. But if he didn't even get the invite, Does, I mean, has he normally gone over there? I don't know, but he's probably not happy that we are. But he probably has got the invite before too. Maybe, May- yeah, maybe that's a thing. Maybe they just know that he goes over to his mom's house. That's and what I'm saying. I'm sure that's probably what it is. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, I also talked to to Reagan, and she is down for the uh, the gauntlet that we'll be doing. It's, oh yeah, yes, it's going to be probably in the middle of May, I think, because every Sunday up until then we've got stuff going on. But that should be good. I but I do kind of want to make it a competition because that that just makes it more fun, right? Like, I don't know if we can do it in terms of time or in terms of, like, if we have judges or something, but I feel like there needs to be something on the line where a winner is announced because I want to win. Because I'm so used to losing. I'm so used to being um, humiliated lately when I go to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and just get my... I got submitted maybe... Uh, three or four times in a minute, in five minutes, I believe it, the, it was a five-minute roll. Now, granted, I was I was rolling with someone who was a lot heavier and, and male, but, I mean, I was just getting thrown around like a rag doll to the point where I just started laughing. Like, if you've ever, like, got, started getting choked or an armbar and you just start laughing, like, that's what it's like because there's just nothing you can do. And at a point, you just kind of, you feel defeated and it, and, it, and it becomes a little bit funny. And tomorrow... Matt Arroyo and my instructor Jeff will be in for the last probably, what, 45 minutes of the show. So that's exciting. I am a little bit, uh, you know, concerned about it. Not so much that they'll be in and they'll be talking to Bubba and stuff. But, you know, there'll be some stunts involved. You're going to choke Lemmy out a few times. I don't want to choke anybody out. I don't want to be choked out. Stable pops out of his neck. But um, I'll do whatever Bubba asks just to, you know, I'd rather, I'm more scared of Bubba being mad at me than, you know, getting choked out or passing out yeah. or anything like that. So we'll do what needs to be done. It'll be cool. Uh, my my professor is what we call him. Mm-hmm. My instructor, Professor Jeff, is so excited to come on the show. He's been mentioning it 
uh, uh, several times during each class and <laughs> instructing every, you know, he'll give some talk about, you know, a lesson, either, you know, the technique or whatnot, and then just kind of like a general lesson about jujitsu and how to keep your spirits up. And then he's like, and by the way, don't forget to, you know, like, like follow and subscribe, and subscribe yeah. because I'll be on the Bubba Love Sponge show. And I was talking to Blitz about this, but, you know, this is our job, obviously, and we do it every day, and we're very thankful to do it every day because it's a lot of fun. But the, like, the zhuzh, like, the excitement of it, it, with anything, I think, not just radio, but it tends to dissipate pretty quickly. Like, the, like, holy shit, I'm on the air aspect of it all kind of dissipates quickly, as with any job, because you just get used to it. It's your job. Yeah. You know, imagine even like you live in uh, Tom Bean's condo, right? Wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. And the first time you're there, you're like, holy shit. But then if you live there and that's home, you just you get used to it. Yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah, and it, you could still be like, this is beautiful, but it's not. It's Those moments are, are become like a moment of reflection. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like you walk in the house and you're like, oh my God, like when we walked in, we're like, Jesus Christ, the printer has its own bedroom. That's insane. Yeah. You know, so seeing Jeff that excited to like be on the air, I'm like, that is super cool that, you know, people think that my job is that cool, I guess. So it got me excited to be on the radio again. So I was kind of like living vicariously, vicariously through him, even though he's like, you know, marking out to our job. So it was cool. So we're going to have him on tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Does he, does he, is he a normal like listener? Like has he started since you started going there or? No, he's been in the area. I think he's originally a mass hole. He doesn't talk oh. like he's from the departed or anything like that, <clears throat> but he, I think he's from the Northeast and he's been down here, I think for probably maybe almost 20 years. I think he started doing jujitsu here. So he was like, oh, this is, it's been at least 15 years since he's been in Florida. Oh, nice. So he's familiar with Bubba Love Sponge and he's a big fan of stand up comedy. And, you know, he's a big fan of Bill Burr. We talk about stuff like that. Um, and he's just a, he's a fun guy. He's a cool guy. He's a great instructor. And you could just tell it's cool to be around someone who really enjoys what they do. Cause I think that that is very rare these days to see someone do a craft or a job and really get a lot of fulfillment out of it. Cause a lot of people don't, a lot of people hate their fucking lives. Maybe a lot of you listening hate your lives and maybe I don't blame you if you have something that's just kind of boring, but what what video were we looking at with the uh, people in the cubicles and stuff like that? Do you think you could work in that sort of environment, Lummy, where you're just in a cubicle every day and it's just a nine to five? Uh, nah, yeah. I mean, if I had to, I mean. And but... the highlight of your day is like literally taking a shit. Like you're like, oh, fuck, I get a little break. This is so nice. I'm pooping on company time. Like, yeah. do you think you could ever have a job like that? It would be really hard nowadays, mm. but uh, if I had to, I mean, I could sit in a cubicle again. Okay, have you again? So I, you've done I, it. I would much rather have yeah. a cubicle, cubicle than what those people have. Oh yeah, I wouldn't want anyone. Oh, to yeah. share. I'd feel like a shared space. Little, yeah, like at least a cubicle, mm-hmm. like a real one. It's like a little office. Right. Yeah. Okay. Have, you said again. So you've had a job like that before? Yeah, I've had to be in a cubicle when I first started out in the fish business, and also with the rays. Oh, okay. I had my own little cubicle. And and how did you forget about like the actual job, but just the uh, the environment? How did that vibe with who you are as a person? Uh, I didn't really like it. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Yeah, when you sit there and you, there's really no one to look at except for your computer screen. Yeah, it, that's horrible. Our my situation with horn blasters, it, it was like that, but it wasn't like that. If that makes sense. First of all, there was only like six of us in the room. They were, we each had our own desk, but there were there was no walls okay. separating anybody, which was really nice because then you could be on the phone and be like, what the fuck is that called again? And and then they yeah. help you out sort of a thing. Sure. So it was more of like but a you still had your own like space. Like, had way more space, yeah. yes, because there was only like six of us in the in the main office. And it was nice to call out for help because you I often needed it. Because especially for like the first six months, I didn't know what, uh, you know, the compressor this and what's that for and the valve is directional. What's a solenoid valve? You know, Mm -hmm. all that sort of shit. So it was definitely, definitely helpful. But um, I don't think that I could live that lifestyle. And I I think that's why we're all here is because we're all a little bit offbeat and we can't. It's hard for us to conform. 
And even when we try to conform, we fuck it up by talking about maybe people with epilepsy or making a tweet that no one's in the mood for. So that's why I'm I'm so grateful that I'm here. And I know I mentioned this a lot. And even even Blitz was talking about this, how like the smallest things can have the most like monumental effects mm-hmm. on your life. You know, like had I not made that tweet, I wouldn't be working here. I wouldn't have a spouse. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have anything. I'd still just be, you know, slumming away, <clears throat> working till 1 a.m., which I which I hated. I feel like in order to be a productive person, I truly mean this. You, you can't be getting your day started at like 6 p.m. Like that's just not conducive. Well, no. Yeah, that doesn't even, sound fun at right, all. Right, but even if you have like a full-time job, and, but if you start at like 4 or 3 or 4 in the afternoon, it's just you're waking up late, you feel like a bum. That's how I felt, you know, even though I was I was especially when I got furloughed from Horn Blasters and I was only working at the Bone for I think it was 3 3 months maybe before I got fired. <clears throat> I just felt like such a fucking bum because I would go to bed so late, well, wake up at how many, 11. How many hours a day were you working at the bone? Not, like maybe five yeah, at so. the most. I was, I'd go in an hour early to prep and then four on the air and that was it every single day. <clears throat> Again, that was only for three months because before then I had the day job and the night job. And that was that was a little too overwhelming. But um, yeah, I just I, I did not feel productive. I feel I lead a way more productive life now. Even though, you know, it's sometimes a little bit uncomfortable to wake up as early as we do. Some earlier than others. Let me, what time do you wake up? What, now? Like during yeah. the week? Um, four, about 4.30. 4.30, okay. Yeah. And what time do you typically go to bed? Like how much sleep are you getting each night? Uh, depends on how, like, depends on how much stuff I'm doing for, like, listening and trying to get, like, the previously and all that stuff done. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's been typically 10, 10.30. Okay. Waking up maybe once or twice during the night. To make urine? I've been uh, doing that a lot lately. Yeah, one's usually make urine, then the other one's to let, uh, let the dog outside to pee. Okay, and you typically don't have problems going back to bed, because sometimes that can happen for me. No, I, like how Bubba said too, like, like don't try to open your eyes, don't look at your phone, right. stuff like that. Uh, I try to avoid doing all that stuff now. Yeah. I did want to talk about this, because I thought... It was interesting, and it, it it gave me pause because I wanted I started thinking about it. And I'm like, is this the case? There's um a feminist author, which who cares? But she's saying that stay at home moms breed quote worse, more sexist men. So on one hand, I was thinking, uh, you know, it's good to have somebody in the home paying attention to the kids. Like it's, I think it's best if the pair, ideally, if the parents are raising the children, that's probably the best instead of like a nanny or a caretaker or something like that. Um, but then I started thinking like, if you have boys and they grow up thinking like a woman should be in the home or a woman, you know, should be taking care of the kids or whatever the case may be. Do you think that that is setting an example for a certain role of woman? I mean, obviously, how could it how could it not? But is that necessarily even a bad thing? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just I don't I mean, know. <clears throat> it says uh, controversial feminist author Jill Phila. Who cares? Is preaching the quote overwhelming negative consequences of stay at home moms and social media watchdogs uh, are coming for her. I don't know what she wants to happen. Like, then who does she want to raise the kids if not a parent in the home? Is she just saying that mom can't just be a stay-at-home mom? Mom's got to be a, you know, a stay-at-home mom and a career woman? Because that sometimes is just not feasible. Uh, She detailed her stance that mothers create worse, more sexist, sexist men and women who are psychologically and emotionally worse off in a now viral uh, Twitter whatever. So she's just saying she's saying that, you know, like if if the example of the woman is a woman at home taking care of the of the kids barefoot and pregnant, that that is going to lead to sexist men or more sexist men. I don't necessarily think that that is the case. Now, if dad is coming home drunk and beating the shit out of mom, maybe then that would lead to, you know, some some fucked up ideas about men and women and, and relationships in general. But I don't think that this is really a problem. I think that as long as there is, you know, at least one, if hopefully more than one 
uh, person paying attention to the children, then the children will probably be uh, fine. Better, you know, better. Yeah, this is a, like horrible. Mm-hmm. Usually when the kid goes to school, you uh-huh. know, most of the time, you know, women usually get like a part-time job or something or some kind of activity. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how this, you can really be sex, you know, make it a sexist thing. I, yeah. For, you know, for boys at home. I think she's just saying that, you know, they see women in the home and the, that's apparently, you know, quote, where women are supposed to be. I don't, I don't really think that's the case. <clears throat> so what I, happens when they go to school and the, their teachers are females or, you know, right. all the people are out? Or what if you have two moms and one's in the yeah. home and one's at work? Exactly. Like, is that a problem? I don't know. I really don't have, I was actually watching this, uh, you know, obviously I love Tim Dillon and he had this woman on who was a comedian. Her name is Jessica Kirsten. <clears throat> She's actually really fucking funny. Uh, she has four children. Uh, from two different baby mamas. She is a lesbian. She has a daughter with her first wife, and then she has three daughters with her second wife. There's there's just a lot of estrogen in this whole family. And um, <clears throat> uh, she was talking about, uh, or I was thinking about in her case, you know, there's really no f- male figure present. And we always make jokes half-heartedly, but not really, about, you know, girls with daddy issues. When daddy's not around, it seems to enable certain characters to man or, or mannerisms or behaviors to manifest. You know, we always talk about, oh, this girl has daddy issues, and that's why she's a stripper or a hooker or just a just a slut, which is really the worst because they're just not they're not even getting paid for it at that point. But whatever the case may be, what about you know? situations where there's no female figure present or no male figure present do you think that that really presents an issue for those children or or not so much and i'm not saying you're when i ask about this sort of stuff am i i don't think i'm not saying like should gay people have be allowed to have kids but what is what do you think the ideal situation would be would it just be a two-parent home doesn't matter the sex of the parents or the ideal uh or, I mean, definitely. I, I yeah. do. I think two parents, regardless of their sex, is probably better than one. Sure. Yeah. As long as they're on the same page and not like always fighting, then right. obviously that doesn't make sense. But you know, a healthy a family, peaceful home. Yeah. Okay. Um. But I mean, I think you know, ideally, it'd be a male and a female. And okay. then also, we got to relate to on like how the stress level is. I mean, yeah, you can have two parents, but if both of them are working, you know. 80 hours, 90 hours a week and the kids, you know, not getting attention and just getting shoved off. It doesn't matter realistically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a a two parent home of people of the same sex that's a a happy, healthy family is much better than, you know, a male and a female that are not. And they're never there and the kids in daycare, you know, Mm -hmm. until seven o'clock, which is fine. But, you know, it just, it it helps. It's a stressful situation. Right. Right. I think it's probably just helpful as a child to have an example of like, one of each. And that doesn't necessarily right. need to be in the home. You know, that could be a family friend or a coach or something like that. Yeah, that someone close. I mean, someone somewhat close that you spend enough time with that you can kind of use as an example. Because, yeah. you know, even if you grow up to be a lesbian, you're still going to encounter men. And it's probably sure. just like a good idea to have some sort of like reference of a positive role model of someone of that gender, mm. I would I would think. But I don't think that that necessarily means you're going to have daddy issues if you don't have a male present. Much like you said, Lummy, as long as you have eyes on the kid, you know, that's really what I think is going to set you up for success. Because Mm -hmm. usually, you know, they talk about fatherless homes and things like that. I would say that it's, it's, Less of a fatherless home and more of a single parent home, and and people aren't looking looking after the kid. You know, mom's not around because she's maybe working three jobs, which leaves little Johnny to run the streets with the gang members. You know what I mean? Or like sometimes, I'm not saying it's all the time, but like yeah. you know, they have to go to the grandparents' house. You know, maybe just the grandma, and you know, she's a little older, so sure. sometimes the kid can get away with a little bit more. Yeah, but even if you have like you know a grandma and an auntie and and a, and and the mom. It, I feel like as long as you have people paying attention, because that's really what kids need uh, is attention and guidance and and love and care. And if you can get that, I don't think it really matters from from what angle you're getting it at as long as you are getting it. So that mm-hmm. would that would be my take on it. Should we take a break like we do with Stay With Yeah, we should. Okay, we'll take a little break, a few minutes, and we'll be right back. Okay. Passion, drive, and patience. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only $15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts switch to mint mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba that's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to uh, the after show with Anna Lummy and Blitz. We'll be with you for a few more minutes, maybe 15, 20, something like that. I hope you all are enjoying this royalty-free music. Hopefully it is royalty-free. I think it might be. That's a YouTube one. Drops that bass hard. Nice. This is an interesting, this is like a wannabe glitch sort of bass, drum and bass sort of deal. Well, you know if you're at a tailgate dropping the, these these drops, everyone yeah. be over there partying with partying you. Partying their ass off. Um, I've never been to a tailgate before in my life, which I guess makes yeah, sense. Lummy says if you're at a tailgate. <laughs> oh, you mean like a rave? I think that's what Lummy meant. Yeah. 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 No, I've never I've never been to a tailgate. I've well, never I even... was also saying tailgate like at a sporty because it was hard to try to video stuff uh with you know, with the music they were playing and but it, I'm sure that well, you've never been to a tailgate on No, is so. it socially acceptable to bring like a baby to a tailgate? I'm asking, I'm not like accusing you of anything, but like is it something that people bring their like kids to and or is it it does it get a little rowdy? I think it depends on where. Yeah, I mean, okay. for what? Yeah, for most sporting like, events, like it's... a college event, is it? I imagine it probably gets kind of crazy. But what about for like a uh, like if I go to a lightning tailgate or something? Is it is it okay to bring a child? Is that appropriate? Socially appropriate? Will you get looks from people? No, like dirty looks. No, I mean, even football games, I mean, it's mostly just kind of drinking, hanging out, and eating. Okay. I mean, you kind of know what tailgate you're going to go to. I mean, if it was like 19, 20-year-olds that are 
You're going to get crazy. You're not, probably not going to bring a baby to it. All right. All right. But I feel like for maybe the more professional things, it's maybe a bit more kid friendly. I yeah. Would, I mean, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. We're not going to show up to the EDM <clears throat> concert. With yeah. Kid. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Um, I did kind of want to talk about this. Lummy, you and I were talking about Bill Maher yesterday. Yeah. And how he was on a Joe Rogan. Yeah. And uh, I didn't watch the whole thing by any means. I watched a few clips. As we do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Interesting stuff. You know, he kind of said what, what he said before in terms of he hasn't really, you know, changed his position on anything. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, he's he's moving to the right. He's becoming more conservative. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm the same. Everybody else is going insane. Well, you know, when they talk about uh, he made he made a few examples that I don't even know if I can bring up on YouTube because I don't want to get banned. But, you know, they made some jokes. They were talking about uh, trusting the powers that be when it comes to health and stuff like that. It, it was just nice to see two reasonable men or people, for that matter, just discussing things without any sort of agenda. They're just, just like, hey, calling it as I see it. I don't really care if you're on the right or the left or whatever party you subscribe to. I'm just thinking that I'm a human being with a fucking brain that works, and a lot of this stuff isn't adding up. So it was nice to kind of have that. And and Bill Maher is very clever, and, you know, I I think I've always been a Bill Maher fan, even if I haven't agreed with everything he said. I would say now I'm probably a bigger fan than ever before because it takes a lot of, uh, and, and, and Rogan was saying this, it takes a lot of bravery to come out and be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about, like Democrats, you know, which was his party. He's like, what the, what are you talking about? You can't defund the police and, you know, calling them out on stuff, which, again, takes a lot of bravery because... A lot of people who used to be your fans are not, and a lot of times people threaten violence and whatever. It's just it's it's a brave, noble thing to do to stand up for whatever um, philosophies that you believe in. Well, it looks like also with Bill Maher is that he did come out a little strong, like you're saying. Yeah, and I think he started getting a lot of backlash, mm-hmm. and I think he's kind of kind of backed it down a little bit. Neil Montpasier, nineteen ninety nine super chat. Easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> no one can say that. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, it looks like now he's kind of come out because he, he went on, I think it was his last show on Saturday on HBO. I watched a little clip and he's like, oh, Fox thinks I'm on their side now. And then he just totally bashed Fox. Yeah. Which is fine. Hey, listen, I think more than anything, this is making him, I don't want to say relevant again, but his name is in the news. He's circulating. Like, that's good for business. You know, even though it seems like it's not good for business, a lot of times uh, any press is good press. Even if they're saying mean things about you, if their name is in your mouth, you are still a relevant person and people want to hear from you. I've seen him on Tucker a few times and stuff, which is which is odd because I used to I think he used to be frequent more on CNN and things like that. And now they've kind of uh, turned their back on him and. He's like, listen, I'm going to go where the business is. If Fox wants to have me on because they think I'm on their side, then fucking so be it. So, And I don't know Tucker personally, but judging the fact that he's been on Bubba so many times and also watching his show, the man has a wicked sense of humor. Mm-hmm. He has a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So he's all about, you know, Tucker's all about free speech and people making jokes and being able to joke about pretty much anything. And I, I, I'm on that team for sure. But where this is leading me is... Um, so I was watching a little Bill Maher, and then I came across this clip. And let me, I don't know if you saw it, because we're probably watching the same stuff, and it recommends videos that you may like. And Rogan had this guy on named Bobby Green, who I guess is a fighter. And oh, yeah, that, yeah, the his, young guy. Was right? it his, yeah. I don't know if it was his, quote, dad, because Bobby Green is black, and this guy was white. And I was trying to just read the description of the episode, and it just said Bobby Green. It just said one person. But I'm like, who is that white guy that they were talking to? And this white guy who I think, again, I was trying to do a bunch of stuff like laundry and get ready to go to jujitsu and stuff. So I, I didn't really fully get it. But they had this white guy on and, and that was, talking was his, about the was was it his, his father was OK. His like adopt because he said he was in foster care. And I was trying to like it's a three and a half hour episode. So I was trying to like get to the parts where it would explain who this person was because it wasn't in the description. But this guy, you know, the title of the video was, you know, how to survive prison as a first time prisoner. And I'm like, that's a great fucking question and topic because. You know, people who've been in the system, 
or they know, you know, have been in and out of the system know how it works. But if you're someone like me or Blitz or Lummy and you like have never been to prison before and suddenly you find yourself in prison with these like hard criminals and there's a whole hierarchy and set of rules and you might get raped and all this shit. Like, how do you learn that? Because oftentimes it's not like you're preparing to go to prison and doing research. It's like you, something happens and then suddenly you find yourself in the system. So they were going over like these details about how he's learning all the fucking rules and racists can't sit together. And this is in state prison. And, like, the guards have mandated rules where the races can't sit with each other to eat. And I don't think that they share the same cells. Like, you won't, if you're white, you're not going to have a black cellmate. I didn't know that. Because I guess once you get in the system, people congregate based on race. And they were just talking about all these different rules. And, like, did you watch this, Lummy, about, like, the keys to the race? And they're, like, the godfathers of each Clan. I, I didn't see. I, I thought we watched a different clip, but I, I watched okay. where they were kind of explaining that uh, the one guy, the white guy you're talking about, is his adopted adopted dad. That's who I thought and it his was. Coach. And his coach. Yes, he does have a, his biological father. He is. He does have several relationship with. But he does. Okay. Yeah, because I was trying to gather like who he was. Because when the clip started, it, it's just this guy telling the story. It doesn't really explain. And I was trying to again. I was doing a bunch of shit, so I wasn't able to fully listen. But um, it seems like. There are all these rules, obviously, that you're unaware of. And this guy is, like, telling this. I've never seen Joe so fixated on every single word. It was, like, very compelling. And you know it's it's a good clip when it feels like, th- like I was like, was that, like, three minutes? And it was, like, 16 minutes, you know, because I was just like, what the fuck? Like, you're hanging on this guy's every word about how it was to learn how the prison system works. And and by prison system, I mean, like, as a prisoner. And he's telling me how he's getting jumped, and he, like, you look at this person wrong, and then you're on their shit list, and they're going to kill you, and how the guards are in on it because they don't give a fuck. And um, I think that, like, at one point, and I could be wrong, they, like, wanted him, like, the cops wanted him to get in a fight with this other guy so that they could, so he could basically either, like, kill him or beat the shit out of him or something. I don't know, but it was a really, really compelling story, but I just thought it was so interesting on how you learn that. Like like that guy who fucking almost assassinated uh, Reagan. Was he in prison or was he in an insane asylum or do we know? Uh, I don't. I don't think he actually was in prison okay. at all. I think it was all mental hospitals, which, yeah. you know, so, and whatever. I, and I understand. And, it, and his, yeah. his full release isn't until, like, June, June of this year. Yeah. But, like, he's obviously like out or somewhere where he can like play guitar and have like you know and travel nice clocks on the wall and i mean yeah what so yeah so and i understand that there's different levels of security do blitz do you know like is it like level f- state level four is like for like prisons you mean yeah where it's like the most uh violent criminals versus like white collar i know that they don't intermix these people because obviously right but he wasn't ever in prison so no i forget about that guy i'm just saying in general there are different levels of right right yes so if you are like bernie madoff you're not going to be in the same prison cell as like a um uh, who was the guy in Wisconsin that was eating people? The gay guy. Well, there'd be at a totally different. What, prison what's his, too, what's his name? Why am I blanking on this? Come on, help the me Wisconsin out. guy that was eating people. Yeah, the motherfucker was eating people. He was gay. It, it, uh, come on, uh, Chad, help me out here. Mm. No, it. Uh, it's, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Thank you. Thank you. So, like, Jeffrey Dahmer is not going to be in the same cell as Bernie Madoff. Well, no, because he'd be, like, Jeffrey Dahmer would probably be in, like, maximum security. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, different levels, even if you're both in prison, even if you both have, like, a life sentence, it would be be different. Okay. Um, And then I was thinking, like, is it, how is it for women? Like, I know it's, it's certainly, I don't think it's as violent in women's prisons, but I mean, these are, these are rough bitches. Like they probably, they probably fuck you up. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe they can't, they can certainly like rape you, but there's limitations to probably what they can do or maybe not, or maybe fucking not. I don't know. But this guy was just detailing how he was able to survive. And most of it was because he was like a, he was a, a fighter, his coach. 
So he's choking people out and he's doing this and he's saying that, you know, he became the leader, but people were fighting him for it. And I don't know. I, I, I'm not doing it justice, but I urge everybody to go and take a few minutes to Did, check it out. Didn't his coach also fight like two guys off or something that were trying yes. to stab him? They were trying to stab him because he gave like he helped the black guy out. So they said, you know, oh, he's turned his back on his own race. And he said he looked like a skinhead, this guy, this white guy, because he was white and he had, was bald when he went in. I was going to say, I think he is still bald, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he has he has some sprouts. He's yeah. not full alopecia Jones. But he, uh, <laughs> according to Dan, but he was like fully bald when he went in. And the white guys obviously just assumed he was on their side. And one of them wanted him to hold like a shank. He's like, yo, hold the shank. But if you get caught with that, that's an extra two years. And so he was only in there for like two years and he didn't want to double his sentence to do some guy a favor. Well, you you help a black guy out or no, he played chess with a black guy. Some black guy was like, hey, do you, who wants to play chess? And so we went and played chess with him. And then the white guys were like, oh, he's a traitor. Now we're going to kill him sort of a thing. So, I mean, these are just crazy, insane criminals who all they know and what to do is, is just violence based. So he gets tipped off by somebody that they're going to kill him. And his cellmate knew about it because apparently when they want to jump you and kill you, they have to tell your cellmate um, because when they open up the doors to the showers, they need the cellmate to be out of the way. So as soon as the doors open, the cellmate jets, leaves, and which leaves this guy open to get, you know, fucking shanked by these two guys. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he he's fighting off two guys. So it's obviously two against one. It doesn't really matter how great of a fighter you are. That's going to be a challenge. But he he's like choking one out to the point where he uh, renders him unconscious, and then he's using the the unconscious guy as like a shield. <laughs> like, the other guy's punching him, but he's using the like dead guy. I mean, yeah. he wasn't really dead, but like as a shield. And you're just Joe's like, what? Joe maybe said like six words during the whole segment because he's just like, whoa, what the fuck. And then Bobby Green is like smoking a blunt, just be like, yup, yup, like just kind of like, that's how it is. Crazy, you know. So it was just a a crazy tale. And every time he would get in these fights, they'd have to move him. But then the guards would secretly be like, hey, thanks for doing that. Or because they just knew that he was a a decent guy who, who wasn't really supposed to be there. Uh, again, I tried to listen to the the key points, but I was in a rush. But I think it was like a, a car deal gone bad, like something happened. And he got something with a kidnapping charge. Again, I'm going to go listen to it today because it was a really fucking intriguing, interesting story. But I was like, that is really interesting because how do you how do you know? Like, especially if you're in there for the wrong reasons and you're not really a violent criminal or whatever, and you just kind of get you're in a bad situation like you're probably going to get raped like you're probably how do you learn the system who do you befriend how do you prevent getting stabbed like i guess i don't know it's just interesting stuff mm-hmm. that i i would like to learn more about not that i'm planning on going to prison anytime soon but you know well it's just i think it's just good information to uh to know there was something else that i wanted to talk about in terms of and i was kind of hoping that like Dan would be here for this because it just it, it, I feel like it pertains to him. It says cops, surgeons and homemakers are always the worst spouses. This hmm. said this uh, this lawyer who I guess is uh, she's a divorce lawyer. She said police officers, firefighters and military men are just a few of the top five uh, professions women should avoid in a spouse. Well, that seems I'd like rude. To, I'd like to hear why. <laughs> yeah. Um, she who claims local divor- divorce attorney has special. OK. Over the course of my career, I've watched my most difficult cases, and shockingly, many of them involve men in these five professions. In addition to cops, firemen, and soldiers, the alleged authority warned women against tying the knot with surgeons and pilots. She's saying, what I notice among these five professions is that they tend to be more narcissistic. They tend to be more controlling. They tend to be far more difficult in dealing with a divorce. They have a kind of... Uh, nuke the earth, scorch the earth, how dare you challenge me kind of approach to litigation. But that's, I guess, only when things go wrong. Like, you know, maybe uh, right. they're great spouses when things are going well. Yeah, she's an ador- a divorce attorney, <clears throat> so she sees the worst of them. Yeah. So. Right, right. It could be. <clears throat> but especially, yeah, if you are a cop, not saying you're a bad a person or anything like that, but you, are the, you have a lot of authority as a police person. Mm-hmm. Um, firefighters, I don't know. I feel like maybe not the actual career, but that maybe the type of people it attracts. 
uh, surgeons. I get. I feel like anybody that is kind of um, deemed as as someone that you call like in an emergency or something like that, that they feel like maybe they have a lot of a lot of power and a lot of say so. But you know, maybe. I don't think that that should prevent you from tying the knot from people in these professions. It's just more like, uh, you know, when things go bad, they they really go bad. And that what, what can you do? What can you do? Uh, let's take a call. Hello. Who's yep. this? Oh, hey, guys. Florida Stanley. What's, What's up, up, Florida Stanley? How are your arms doing? Yo, that's why I'm calling. Let me mute you guys. Hold yes. on. I got you on YouTube right yeah, now. Yeah, do your thing, man. I was, call- I was calling to do an update. So, Blitz, did you get my email that I sent last night? I I have not looked, no. Oh, okay. So I sent a small update, which actually isn't accurate anymore, um, but I sent a picture. I was rocking my uh, Let's Go Brandon Bubba Army t-shirt in the in the ER. I did um, see that, actually. I did I did check on Facebook for one, one hot second. I think I saw you in there. And then there was also a photo of you in the water as well. Yeah, that was right after the accident that my buddy took. If you if you zoom in my, on my face, you can see the amount of pain that I was in. Now, was he like stop and smile, or was it more just for medical purposes? Where? Uh, Wait, what are you talking about? Like, why did he snap that shot of you in the water? Oh, because it was funny. Because <laughs> he oh, just got thrown off. His okay, so you may and... have been like paralyzed, or you know, I mean, unable to use your arms ever again. Doesn't but matter. It's still funny. It's yeah. still it, it's yeah, still, still cracked funny. a laugh. Okay, I got it. Yeah. He, he pulled out his phone. He's like, I got to get a picture of this. I was like, all right, after that, pull me out of this water. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, all right, so I got the update from the spinal expert this morning. Okay, great. What um, is it? So the jet ski accident actually didn't cause this injury. I've had a uh, degenerative back disorder for the past, I guess, I don't know how long. He said years. You didn't know didn't this? Know about. Okay. No, yeah. I didn't know about it because it, the pain, it wasn't bad enough yet. Ah. Um, so I didn't feel anything. <laughs> And this jet ski accident basically triggered the pain instead of um, caused it. Instead of causing it, sure, mm, that makes so sense. It was actually kind of good that this happened because now they, I need back surgery. Um, my spinal cord is swollen. They found bone spurs in my spinal discs where the cord like goes through. That, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the impact of, of your accident. Well, it, it is. The impact caused my cord to swell. Okay, which isn't a huge deal like they just need to raise my blood pressure to make that go down but when they were checking everything around my neck that's when they found the bone spurs and they're like listen Mm -hmm. these are going to get bigger and it's good that we found this now because in a couple years Hmm. or 10 you know 10 15 years they would have gotten a lot worse and it would have been you know too late right so it's actually kind of good that this happened um i'm staying off pain meds i refused all pain meds because i watched dope sick and fuck that um (laughs) Bro, but, uh, go get the prescriptions anyway. Maybe give them to a friend that needs them. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> all right. If I uh, well, I won't. No, okay, I, so I'm I won't not, be I'm making not. it to one ninety nine. Um, I need I need back surgery in two weeks, so they're keeping me in Jesus. the hospital for a while. Uh, that surgeon must need a new car. <laughs> well, they uh, they uh, they need to grind down the spurs, and they may need to fuse a disc or two. They're not sure yet. Jesus. So, what kind of mobility so, and, do you have with your hands, if anything at all, or you don't? So the steroids, um, up until last night, I was in, they got me in my own room now, but last night I was in the ER, okay. and I, I only had about 10% control of my fingertips, um, hmm. but then they started giving me the steroids. The corticosteroids? Prednisone? Yeah. I don't know okay. what it is. Um, Reduce inflammation, IV. yeah. Yeah, it's an IV. Um, but now hmm. I have about 50 to 60% control of my fingertips. The pain is still there because I'm refusing pain meds, but at least I can move my fingertips around now. Okay. Now, are they numb or just no control? I was just going to ask that. <laughs> um, so there is numbness in some of them. So my my pointer finger, and it's just equal on both, both Well, I, I just I just have a, I mean, a very important reason. So like if you jerk off, does it feel like it's someone else? Uh, no. Yeah, well, that, well, that sucks. That. <laughs> I can't squeeze. I can't squeeze anything. Oh, is it is it like when your is it like when your hand falls asleep when you're when you're sleeping <laughs> yeah. and then you wake up and it's like it hurts but it's kind of numb. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's exactly that. So yeah. I think I got my laptop with me because I, I I own a company. I still have to run my company. Yeah. Um. So typing on my laptop, it feels like every key has a thumbtack on it. Oh uh, yeah. That's not so, good. Well, will you try what I'm Blitz said? We we try what Blitz said and report back to us. Get yeah. a rubber band. Yeah, yeah if you don't have good grip, right, you can use use rubber band around your hand <laughs> for yeah, the grip. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. 
I'll give it a shot. There yeah, you go. Yeah, you should. I mean, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, might be a or new actually, thing. Actually, when I when I go to get in the shower, they've got the pulsating head. Perfect. There you go. Is that on your um. Yeah. I need, not I need to go buy a jet ski yeah. and fall off it a few times. There you go. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, I'm, I'm like, you know, as, as much as it sucks, yeah, I'm glad you're getting better. I mean, yeah, me too. And shit. you're in good spirits. Yeah. Well, and like I said, this is the, the doctor said that this might actually be a good thing that this accident happened now because if, if the, my back problems got worse, then it would have been too late and I would have been, you know, permanently limited on mobility. Jesus. Well, I, it's weird to say I'm thankful for this accident, but I guess I kind of am. Yeah. Well, as soon as I recover, my jet ski's getting tuned and going to 80 plus miles an hour. Oh, so. Jesus. Hell yeah. Which one? What do you have? I bought a brand new um, uh, SeaDoo uh, GTX Limited 300. Okay, nice. Yeah, you can soup those up. Yeah. Um, well, bone stock, all you need is a tune and intake kit, and it takes it up to like 350 horsepower. Yeah. Put a new Solus impeller on it or something. Maybe you're good to go. Yeah. Yep, eighty. Yeah, I'll do. I'll be doing eighty plus when I whenever I recover. Beautiful. I'm glad you're not learning from your lessons. This is amazing. <laughs> no, Thank you, you so got to go faster. I never learn from my lessons. Come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Always go faster. No, but I. Yeah. I taken, you go ahead. I've taken my motorcycle up to. I, I clocked my motorcycle on GPS at 186 miles I'm an sure hour. Sure you did. I'm sure you did. You couldn't get to 200, <laughs> pussy. Um. So a, my bike wouldn't go that fast. B, um, I my bike was a little bit older, so it wasn't the most aerodynamic. And my handlebars weren't covered. So as soon as I hit 180 miles an hour, my hands started slipping off the handlebars. It, 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 it's not like a Busa where the handlebars were completely covered. Mm. So the wind resistance was actually pulling my hands off the handlebars, which is why I only went to 186 uh, and slowed bitch. down. Now you don't have hands, so there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you so yep. much for calling in. I'm gl- I honestly am glad you're getting better. You're in good spirits. You'll be back to, to you know. Normal yeah, stat I'll call on no Monday with, probably with another update. After, over the weekend, they're running a bunch more tests on me, so I'll probably call Monday or Try Tuesday. to call in when Dan's here. Yeah, I'm going to. I, right. I, I was going to call in this morning, but I actually was able to get some sleep. So. Okay, there you good. Go. Good. You probably need sleep. Uh, yeah, Blitz, check that email. Put the picture up on your Facebook, on the on the Bubba Army Facebook. Okay. All right. See All right, you guys. Stanley, take care of yourself. And I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. I'm playing the next track on the CD. Hopefully that's okay. Yeah, it should be. The whole CD is good. Good. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. for the Friday show. They'll be in Off the Rails with Blummel following that mm-hmm. show. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you, Lummy. Thank you, Blitz. We'll thank see you, you tomorrow. Man. See you. Bye. See you.